Hey, thanks for listening to the Two Pros and a Cup of Joe podcast with LeVar Arrington, Jonas Knox, and myself, Brady Quinn. Make sure you catch us live weekdays, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern or 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. You can find your local station for the Two Pros and a Cup of Joe show over at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio. It's LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. You can hang out with us as always on the iHeartRadio app. You can find us on hundreds of Fox Sports Radio affiliates and wherever you are making us a part of your Monday morning. How the hell are you? Thanks for hanging out with us here. We'll take you all the way up through the end of the hour, 9 a.m. Eastern time, 6 o'clock Pacific right here on FSR. And we did mention, uh, you know, uh, on all of our affiliates and those joining us right now on the Blowtorch, AM5. 70 LA Sports. Uh, they have got a team in the Super Bowl. The LA Rams get it done. Uh, just impressive performance by the Rams doing it on the road against the 49ers so you're saying yesterday. Two of our affiliates have a team in the Super Bowl. Well, yeah, I mean, we got hundreds of them. Like, I'm know, just saying, but yeah. two of them. 13, 16, Cincy, 570 in LA. How about it? Yeah, How about we're it? We're, 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 doing, we're doing big things here at, at FSR. Damn right. And like uh, here's the uh, – so now that the Rams are in a Super Bowl, do they still need to win the Super Bowl to yes. to justify the Jared Goff move, yes. uh, the Jared Goff trade, yes. or are we all good here? I okay, mean, the, right. Jared Goff played in the Super Bowl. I agree. Listen, I, I've defended I Jared think there's Goff. more pressure on the Rams now. More pressure. Especially with it being at home. Yes. Yeah, I mean well, – Especially um, with it being Matthew Stafford at quarterback. Yeah, and, uh, and Matt Stafford, uh, the Rams quarterback, he did talk yesterday after his team uh, advanced to Super Bowl 56. I don't know that I ever, you know, thought about, you know, what I would be feeling at this moment. Other, you know, I probably just sat there and just wished I could be in those in those games. And uh, I'm so happy that I've got the opportunity to be in them, and I'm going to have an opportunity to be in another one that uh, I've always wanted to play in. I don't know. I just I'm excited for these guys and, and looking forward for the opportunity. So nice that it, it worked out for you. <laughs> Okay, I'm, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This, this isn't your grieving moment, Lamar. Hey, 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 Q. I'm sorry. I had a moment. Hey, that's really nice. That's really nice for yeah. you, Stafford. But uh, there has to be people in Detroit who are saying that and actually mean it, right? They're, yeah. they're not being sarcastic. I, I, I look. Matt's a, nice, a very likable guy. Guys liked playing with him. Um, you know, you, you hear nothing but good things about him. And so you do have to feel happy for him. But I, I would say, like, I don't know if there's any more pressure on the Rams because the moves they made. I mean, they put this pressure on themselves anyway. Last time they got the Super Bowl was the same thing. They went all in that year and trying to get to one. So, you know, we, we I keep talking about, you know, the way, I guess the perception of what a franchise quarterback has changed because of Joe Burrow and how that organization was patient. But I almost want to say in the same breath, then you look at the style in which the Rams have exhibited where if you want to go after a Super Bowl, you can go after one. But you got to pay for it. you got to bring in all those talented players, and then you have to figure out how to coach them, how to get them all to work together. Because the Rams have done this twice now, yeah. and it's gotten them to two Super Bowls. So the, the truth of the matter is, there's, there, you could say there's multiple ways of getting to a Super Bowl. Obviously, there's multiple ways of trying to win one. But... It's laid out there, and if you're a fan right now, and your team, obviously, your team's one of the, you know, thirty that aren't playing in it. 
You can look at your organization and say, man, you guys are cheap because you guys aren't paying up to make this thing happen. That's the truth. That is the truth. These owners are making so much money now. Don't let them sit there and talk about the salary cap. That just means they lack creativity and they can't figure out ways to be able to make it, you know, make a deal work. And they don't want to pay out a bunch of cash in signing bonuses in order to be able to make it work. So if you're a fan, you're upset, you don't like seeing the two teams that are in the Super Bowl right now. Call up your, your, your favorite team, your, the ticket office, and be like, I'm not paying for these things anymore, right? You guys need to spend some of this cash on bringing some players and making this thing happen like the Rams have done now twice. I mean, how you get out of the way of that? You, you can't because that is the truth. Look at how star-studded this, this, this roster is. And everybody seems to be on the same page about it. And, and, so, and you watch that happen in, in Tampa Bay as well. So I, I'm in total agreement with that. These teams should be. And again, listen. You look at, you look at Cincinnati, and and Ooh. what Cincinnati? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, Cincinnati. Anyway, I, I I I mean, you just have to you have to look at it and you have to say to yourself, nothing is off. There used to be off limits. Y'all suck. Like, we don't even care to talk about what the possibilities are for you because there are none for you. They don't exist. We don't even need to entertain you guys. Like, there there are teams that are going to compete for getting to the playoffs. There are teams that are going to compete to getting to, to the Super Bowl. And those are the teams you generally focus in on. Cincinnati and Joe Burrow and, and, and what's the coach's name again? Zach, Zach Taylor. What? Zach, Zach Taylor. Taylor. Yeah have now taken and ruined it for all of the teams that suck. Yeah, because now the pressure's on. If well, they can do you it, have, can you? you? have no excuses now. You have no excuses. And, and that's just – there's nothing off limits now. So, so Miami, Cleveland, Jacksonville, I'm firing off on y'all from here on now. Everything is on the table. I'm not going to sit here and be overly critical of a successful team that comes up short. I'm going to be overly critical of you. That's what I'm going to do because nobody is off the table now. Uh, what That's you, what Joe Burrow has done. So if we Man. if we acknowledge that there, you know, these are two different methods to get to a Super Bowl that both organizations have put together. What do you think if you had to pick one? Which do you prefer? Do you prefer the team that gets aggressive and trades away every draft pick they've got for the next seventy? five years like the Rams or do you like what the Bengals did through the draft look at the way state, you explained state. it I'm just, I'm just yeah, saying, listen to the way I, you explained it I'm not it. trying to lead the witness here I'm just saying so I, funny. I, I, I respect hey mortgage way, your entire hey, future for one Super look, Bowl for 75 years of losing after or do you just hey, take your time see because I, I look at it and I go through the, draft. I, the Bengals obviously see value in draft picks the Rams don't I just think it's interesting how they've taken two different paths here you know I mean I, I prefer the uh, the Bengals route because I do think it uh, you know it, it gives t- it hope for fans. That Everybody would happen. prefer to build their team yeah, through yeah. the draft. Yeah. I mean that's, that's that's how every organization and people would like to see it. But but if you feel as though you got a chance, like what Tampa did, Tampa basically did what what the Rams did or doing. Like if you're going to go all in to try, like, ultimately <laughs> it's to win. You want to win. So even if 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 I can't win. After this team falls apart due to cap or free agency, whatever it may be, 
We still got it done and won. They better win, man. Uh, I mean, yeah. Look, you've been maxing out credit cards for a while now. Like, uh, yeah, they better on, win. <laughs> but if you win, you make you make it more of a destination spot. You get more. Like everyone will be from LA if the Rams win. You ever notice the phenomenon of when a team wins the Super Bowl, everybody is from there after that. It's like you're walking in the airport. It's like, oh, where are you from? LA. Uh, they just won the Super Bowl. Like next year. You'll people be from in LA Cleveland. Have a problem saying they're from LA. No, but yeah. people that are, I, don't, I don't know about hey, that one. Yeah. It'd be people from Pittsburgh talking about, "Hey, I'm from LA." Like, no, nah. you're not. You're nah. from Green Tree. You're not from. Yeah. You're not from LA. Everybody's from the place where they won the I, Super Bowl. I mean, you're going to get more fans if they win. I'm I'm tickled by when I don't know why this is how my brain works when when Levar goes anything is possible. It took me back to that. The championship by the Celtics when they beat the Lakers. KG. Yeah. And how he he messed up. He messed up the slogan for Adidas. He was was supposed to make some big bonus. And the Adidas slogan at the time was impossible is nothing. And instead, he just goes, anything is possible. Forgot his lines. Adidas. It's it's three words. Can't you have someone just give you a note card? Or hold it. Dude, for a million bucks, <laughs> right on a wristband or something, right hold on your shoe. Somebody should have held it up immediately, put, right in front of KG's face. Put it in permanent marker on the palm of your hand and just be like, okay, after the game, I just have to say this when we win. <laughs> Bro, I didn't even know that was a story. I didn't even know that. Yeah. I didn't even yeah, know. 2008, that was the, yeah, yeah, he had a big bonus. <laughs> all made to Anything's possible. Anything's possible. KG, <laughs> <laughs> Was it, was it Adidas or Gatorade? I'll never forget. I was training out in Arizona at the time and they had a sponsorship with this place called Athletes Performance. And they had this big old, this gigantic poster. And I think, I don't know if, if KG was on it, but it just had an Adidas thing and it said, impossible is nothing. And you I would remember see it like that every slogan. time, every time you walk out of the locker room. So I'll, I'll never forget it. And I remember watching that thing to myself. That, I wonder why he said it like that. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's not right. Adidas should have changed oh, it man. immediately. Immediately. Well, yeah, I mean, you got to pivot at that yeah. point. Yeah, all, you got to pivot. All your billboards, all your posts, like everything <laughs> around the, the country says something else. Or you just recut uh, it. Just have them do it again. Like, hey, can we get that Golly. one more time? Yeah. Um, I guess they had the hope for me. Uh, so, <laughs> fans so, like me. I missed it. You know, I, does anybody feel bad for Jared Goff? I kind of do. I feel I bad don't. for you, him. You I, were in the Super Bowl. I know, but Did I you just, not hear the hate that I spewed I, coming I just, into this segment? I, I just feel like he was scapegoated. He was the problem. I mean, Matt Stafford hasn't been great, right? I mean, am I, am I crazy to say Matt? It's not like Matt Stafford. In the Stafford. playoffs, he's been, he's been pretty darn he's been good. Pretty now, good. again, I say that, and this was – I don't want to say – you can't say it's his worst game because he helped lead a comeback to, to end up winning, right? So, But if, if Tart gets that interception, yeah, the narrative changes a lot more around the Rams if, if the 49ers are able to hold on and win that thing given the timing of that. Like a fourth-quarter interception that looks like that – I, I mean, I don't know. I think that changes the perception of all of this. Yeah, it's uh, it, it was pretty funny. So they were, uh, you know, the Niner fans who showed up. You got all the uh, Rams uh, people saying, no, whatever you do, don't sell your tickets. And then it ended up being uh, just a sea of red at that game. But because uh, the Rams are based out here in Thousand Oaks, where I live in Thousand Oaks, California. And um, you should, it was on Friday. They were trying to, there were news trucks 
out in front of the Thousand Oaks Mall because they were putting on this big, uh, you know, hey, it's the Rams, it's conference championship weekend. I mean, this is our team. This is the team of Thousand Oaks in Southern California. There might have been three or four people oh, there. Oh, wow. I, it was embarrassing. So when people wonder, well, how are you getting outnumbered by opposing fans in your own building? Well, that's why. I mean, like Petros talked about it last week. There's, there's still not a buzz. And they can get pissed about this all they want. I still think the Raiders are the most popular team in L.A., as far as NFL teams go, I think by far and away the Raiders are the most popular. So, but hey, they're in a Super Bowl. Good for them. Uh, all right, two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, yeah. Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. Coming up next, uh, we have a new rumor in the NFL that all of a sudden looks like we are on the verge of somebody getting an opportunity they have passed up on several times before. We'll get into that discussion with you right here on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Two Pros and a Cup of Joe, Fox Sports Radio, Lavar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. Later on this hour, we're going to have another edition of the BQ News. Uh, some uh, weirdness uh, from around the world of sports and beyond we will address. Uh, so again, a little over 20 minutes from now, uh, it is a tradition here on Fox Sports Radio. Every morning we get the good stuff from BQ. Um, now He's we, a uh, funny dude, man. Uh, who's that? Brady? Two. He's all right. He's a funny dude, man. <laughs> you know, I mean, kinda, you know okay. he's a funny dude. Yeah, I mean, you know. I, I don't know what's happening behind yeah. the scenes right now. I want no part of it. Yeah, no, you don't want any part of yeah. it for yeah. certain. Yeah, you definitely don't. No. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, jeez. <laughs> you are a dirtbag, right. Roberto. You are a dirt bag. <laughs> just, 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 you know, one of these studio. times, Roberto, you're going to slip and you're going to put that on air, man. I'm telling <laughs> no, you. No, no. But he's going to dump it. That I is, know. And then we're going to have to dump it. Yeah. I mean, but, that's the thing. Oh, man. If oh. I ever see that button light up, I'm going to be on the floor <laughs> laughing. I, on the floor. Let me just let me just say this for all the people out there listening who who don't always get to hear what's happening behind the scenes. All right, you ever you ever remember that the people would have like there's like an angel on your shoulder and like the devil on the other one. Roberto tends to be that like yeah. devil whispering in your ear. That, that's that's essentially what that is. It's a pagan, right? Yeah. Is that what it is? A pagan, Roberto? Is that what they call it? Is that the is that devil in uh, Spanish? Is that Diablo? Pagan? Diablo, yeah, bro. Not even close. Jeez, everybody knows Diablo. Hey, you know, man. Hey, Jonas uh, be going so far off the rails on his Mexican heritage. It is the wildest thing ever, I, I bro. Never, I never said I was Mexican. I'm Noxican. All oh, right. Oh, and, sorry. and so, you know, listen. That's offensive. That's that what, really is. How's it offensive? My wife's Mexican. I'm not. I'm, you so I'm Noxican. You justify it because you're married to a Mexican woman. Why not? I go to. You can't. No, no. I go. I go to it all the, the other uh, way around. Listen, I go to all the. Uh, <laughs> I go to all the family gatherings. They, they've accepted me. Come on. Oh my gosh. I'm not sure how. Yeah. Well. Oh my god. Leave that joke alone. Huh? Yeah. All right, um, yeah. Leave it so, alone. So let's uh, let's have a conversation okay. here on okay. uh, on a Monday after a conference championship Sunday. Congratulations again to the uh, Cincinnati Bengals uh, and the uh, the L.A. Rams. Uh, both teams on the road yesterday, getting a big-time win and on their way to a Super Bowl. 
Oh, that game was in LA. Oh, sorry about that. Thought it was a Niners home game. So, oh, anyways, um, we move on to uh, some other news that has started to. Uh, we we talked about this a little bit before the weekend. I was like, well, this feels like we got some momentum brewing, and now apparently uh, it's a wrap. Josh McDaniels, after years and years away, uh, spent I think a season in St. Louis, uh, but the longtime Patriots offensive coordinator reportedly on the verge of being named head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, so there it is, uh, old uh, old Josh Mack heading to the AFC West for the Raiders, uh, and I'm assuming uh, good news for Derek Carr and company, but if you're the Raiders, um, I, I, I don't think Josh McDaniels interviewed, if I'm not mistaken, for any other gigs um, this offseason, so the Raiders apparently are going to get their guy in Josh McDaniels. So I, can't, I can't wait to hear his explanation as to why this was the right fit or the timing. I mean, we, we talked about it Friday. To me, it has to do with the people and the personnel and the fact that Dave Ziegler was hired as their general manager who comes from the Patriots organization as well. There has to be a thought behind, hey, man, if this guy's going somewhere and I get another shot to be a head coach, I want to make sure that I'm going somewhere where I'll be aligned with a general manager, someone I trust, because I don't want to have to take on that responsibility. That was something that he did take on with the Denver Broncos. And now I think when you've got someone you can trust and they're going to be able to do it the right way and you could focus on coaching and managing your team and, and if, if you want to call plays, so be it. But that, that's still at least taking off one of those hats that he wore previously as a Broncos head coach. So I, I think it to me, it probably had to do with just that. And maybe he wants to get a little revenge on the Broncos, too. You know, maybe he's saying, hey, I get the chance to take on the Broncos twice a year. Yeah, maybe that doesn't stink so bad either. Oh, it's nice to have had the opportunity to live and learn, right? I mean, if you think about it, he's older now than what he was when he had the Broncos. He's probably learned. Yeah, he's a lot wiser by now, you'd have to assume. And and we all have moments in our time where we look back on something that we did and could have done it better or done it differently to possibly have a different outcome. And for what it's worth, we talk about the Patriot way. We talk about we talked about Joe Judge during the course of this show. If you don't think that those guys are paying attention to that, at least the ones that are are again exercising more wisdom and and understanding, he's not going to approach this job the same way he approached the Denver job. And he's going to have a different thought process as to what to do. It's a great market. It's a market that that's looking for a winner. And if he can deliver in the Vegas market with a team that is relatively in good good shape to win, and that's the reason why Gruden took the job is great great pay, and 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 a roster that has the potential with a few moves to to be right there at it. And and so to me, look, you get you get into that gig. Clearly, you got to add a receiver or two. You, you you have a few things that you probably need to do maybe along the offensive front and and moderate changes on the defensive side of the ball. This could be a really, really good team. So now you get an opportunity to to get a reprieve on being what, what it was that you were in Denver, but you also have an opportunity to to show that you could be a legitimate head coach and one of the toughest – that's probably going to be considered – the toughest conference or tough, toughest division yeah. in all of the league next year, the AFC West. 
I think it's a bold, a bold, ballsy move by by McDaniel. But hey, show show your worth, show your medal. Why not? And, and the closest he got to a job was the Colts, and we talked about this on Friday. Colts four years ago, and and I just I look at it and I go. As far as paths go, like it felt like that would have been the better job because you know Andrew Luck was still there, and it seemed like you know that was a very winnable division. And you know you look at it and go, why 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 do you go back to uh, to New England? And I think the assumption was, well, you know he probably was promised you're going to be the coach in waiting. They bumped his salary up a little bit, and you know stick around here. And then to leave now, yeah, the big question is why now. The other question I have is why didn't it work the first time in Denver? Outside of the obvious, they didn't win enough games they started six and oh and sort of fell apart was it personality did he just piss people off did, did he rub people the wrong way like what, what is sense? there a right or wrong answer to that outside of what what he thinks see to me it's what he believes he could have done differently I think that that's the point I don't know that anybody can put like that isn't him can come in and say this is why it didn't work for him in that that situation back then I think that's something only he can truly answer. Well, I, I think from playing for him for a year, like I would say this. It, when I got there, it already felt like he was on the hot seat. You know, he had been there a year before, got off to that great 6-0 start, finished 2-8 and eight down the stretch. And there's a number of things that I think, for whatever reason, started to kind of turn the tide against him. One of them was maybe his relationship with the media – uh, there was times, too, it was really odd to me only because, you know, in, mo- in, in most locker rooms on most teams, I mean, you hear a, a fair amount of profanity and different things that are said kind of on the sidelines, things like that during the course of a game. And there were a couple of moments where, like, people in the local media pointed stuff like that out. And you're going, well, this is like every sideline every Sunday or even every Saturday in college sports, too, or football. And so high school, too. It, it was odd that there was a relationship, yeah, with the media that soured during that 2-8 and eight finish of his first year in 2000, uh, 2009. And then you get into 2010, and another year that didn't get off to a great start, he had traded up to take Tebow in the first round. I think there was this thought, and it wasn't communicated well to the masses, he didn't plan on ever using him as a quarterback, at least not any time in the short term. He had put in a separate package for him to be a wildcat quarterback for short yardage, goal line, those situations. That was it. Because they had struggled with that the year before in 2009. The problem is when they drafted him, he didn't lay out that, you know, he didn't lay out that plan for people. So there were people clamoring, thinking, oh, he's going to come in and be the guy. And that particular year, he, he was reluctant to use him because he didn't know the offense. He looked awful in practice. And they, they didn't want to put him in if that was going to be the case. So it really took that with the media and what happened the year before. And then you roll that into the whole Spygate 2 thing. You know, we're in London our film guy, Dante Scarnecchia, gets, or excuse me, his son, Steve, gets popped for, you know, filming their, their walkthrough there in London, the San Francisco 49ers. And that was basically the end of it. It was just a matter of time. And then Eric Studisville, you know, took over, and then John Fox came in. But, you know, those were the, essentially the biggest things. But I think when you look at, you know, what he was attempting to do, you know, he took on a lot. He tried to follow in the footsteps of Mike Shanahan. That was just too much for him. So I, I look and I think I, I definitely think there's some things he could take away, and I definitely think looking back on it, 
you could point to some things that you're saying, all right, this is where maybe he lost um, the the you know lost the local media, lost the people kind of helping to support him. This is maybe where he lost the fan base. Uh, I mean, ultimately, if you don't win enough games, that's why. But there are some things that I, I think expedited his firing and moving off from him in Denver. Uh, I, I wonder. I, f- I forgot about that. Uh the media complaining about the foul language. I forgot about that. Well, that's ridiculous. Man, it was you're super weird. You're I, I remember. I forgot about that. I remember like seeing something early the next season and like a player saying something about it. And like, I was going, what? The media's complaining about foul oh, language on a God. sideline on an NFL team. Like is, is he the first coach to say the F word? Like what's happening? Uh, but please let us smoke weed legally. Uh, you know, just don't curse on the sidelines. everybody. I wonder how many conversations, Ziggler and McDaniel had during the course of this season when it became possible a possibility that this could be what ends up happening like I, I I would doubt that there haven't been conversations between them at some point before Dave Ziegler got that that job you would think about this oh, though. Yeah. I, I don't think they were intending to nec- I, I don't know that there was any conversations though from Las Vegas just because there was a vacancy at head coach there wasn't a general manager. So, I mean, that'd be tampering if you're going to talk to a guy who's no, no, already no, somewhere no, else. No, you no, know? listen to what I'm saying. Not not so much that Oakland, or excuse me, Vegas was talking to Ziggler about it. I'm saying Ziggler and McDaniel talking about it when it, I mean, like Together, as a, yeah. you know, like if as this were, to, yeah, if this were, like just say for for the sake of saying, I was able to take over this team or you were able to take over that team, you know, do you think we could make that a winner? You know what I mean? Like, you'd have to assume they started having conversations. See, but I wonder about that because this thing feels like it came together pretty quick because Josh McDaniels wasn't their first choice. There was, you know, talk about Harbaugh. There was talk about, you know, some other possibilities. Like, I wonder if something in the last week or so, some sort of communication. Um, yeah, it doesn't with, take with, long. With Belichick. I'm not saying these are long conversations, right? I'm just saying if, if, if I've been contacted and you've been contacted and we're in the same area and we're on the same team there's got to be a conversation like hey if i took this job i'm thinking about this job what, what do you think belichick well, must no, have said something to him like hey man well, i would go now they probably got the idea that you know he's gonna be here for a while but either way i think one ziegler was up for it and, and you'll recall both these guys go back to john carroll university that that's where ziegler was in school that, that that's where mcdaniels went to school they, they both played at John Carroll. Hmm. And so they knew each other previously from college. And then obviously things, I'm sure, continue with their relationship in New England. And, and I'm sure once Ziegler got the interest, he's probably saying to Josh, like, come on, dude. Like, you this do is, it? yeah, let's <laughs> do, do it. This? Like, like, this is what we talked about. Right. And I'm sure Josh is saying, well, who else would I rather want to go work with? I mean, at this point, like, do I really want to stay here with this roster when I feel like I'm looking at the Raiders who aren't too far off and – it's Vegas and it's everything else. Especially, I don't have to wait for it. especially considering what you just presented in terms of how he was handled in Denver, personnel-wise speaking. I mean, you want to have that support when you make a pick. You don't want to have to feel like you're being pressured because this was your pick. This is uh, good news for Derek Carr, no? I mean, as far as uh, it could we, be. we've talked, because there's a lot of people that talk about, um, and I was asking Brady this off the air one time, like who are the best play callers in the NFL? McDaniels is up there, right? Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, so, yeah. By, it, by the way, Ziegler and uh, I believe Ziegler and, and Josh were together in Denver. Oh, so, like, oh. there, there's a lot, there's a lot of history between the two. And that's why I'm saying I don't think this, 
I don't know that this conversation really came up until that opportunity presented itself to Ziegler. And once that was there, then it's like, okay, like who would you want your head coach to be? Josh McDaniels. That, that's, that's my first and best and make this guy the head coach and we're rolling. It's two pros and a cup of Joe, Fox Sports Radio, the BQ News coming up here in about 10 minutes from now on FSR. Um, you know, there is some uh, on the Josh McDaniels uh, story, uh, taking the uh, Raiders head coaching job. There's Now now there's some thought, well, who's going to replace uh, him in New England? And you know the name everybody's throwing out there, right? You know, uh, Bill O'Brien. Yeah, B- Billy O. But don't you feel like that'd be a lateral move? And I also wonder why, like, temperatures have cooled on interest in Bill O'Brien as a potential head coach for a number of vacancies that are still open. Doug Peterson, remember he was like first thrown around and everyone thought he was going to get a job. I mean, it seems like everything's quiet on that front. Yeah. I, and then I, we haven't heard anything about Eric Bieniemy. I mean, not, I mean, you don't have any concerns now about interviewing. They're not playing the Super Bowl. So they don't have to wait another uh, two weeks, you know, to, to make it official. They can hire him whenever they want. So I, I do wonder, like those three guys, if anything will continue to kind of surface here with some of the head coaching vacancies that are that are still out there at the moment. Well, here's uh, here's one for you. And uh, I'm not saying this is going to happen, but let's just, just follow along with me here. I got an idea. So if Bill O'Brien does take the Patriots job, maybe he says, oh, you know, I want to go uh, work with Mac Jones or whatever he wants, his, his reasoning is. Say he takes the Patriots offensive coordinator job. Now all of a sudden, the Alabama Crimson Tide have, a, have an opening for an offensive coordinator. And it's been known as the reclamation destination. Like if you want to, you know, get your career back on track and joe brady's gonna go there well no i'm just i'm I'm looking at you look at uh, steve sarkeesian you look at lane kiffin you look at bill o'brien there's one career that definitely needs a reclamation there's one career that needs to be revived and that's john gruden what about John Gruden, Come offensive on. coordinator Come of the on, Alabama man. Crimson Tide? Never hey, I'm telling you, man. listen, like the guy's got to get his career back Nobody's on track. Touch Look, call that the turkey hey, hole. I agree, and he's uh, deleted those emails. They are long gone. He has learned his lesson. All right, so so John Gruden, offensive coordinator of the Alabama Crimson Tide. Who says no? I mean, everybody is expected to give, be extended grace. You know, everybody from those emails are going to be expected to be forgiven except for possibly Bruce Allen. But think about it. The owner of the Washington football team is probably the most high-profile, biggest name connected to those emails, and he will still be able to seemingly be the owner of the team that he has so why wouldn't it be? Why wouldn't it make sense to give him a reprieve? Steve Sarkeesian was drunk on the sidelines at a game. It's not like, different. Like they, they, they smelled bourbon on his it's breath. Different. It's like this a coach. That's not, different. This is not a conversation. It's different. Or a hill I'm willing to die. But I'm just on. saying, so you like, can take I, that bad take and put Jonas Knox yeah. all that's over fine. And save that's, that crap. For all Saturdays, all I'm saying, all I'm saying is you uh, you follow the uh, you know coaches who want to get their career back on track. John Gruden, uh, offensive coordinator of the Alabama Crimson nah, Tide. That's that's just probably saying. the the wrong place for him to go no i'm just uh okay. <laughs> it's probably well, not any really good place yeah. but alabama might be the worst of the worst well places. I, you know i wasn't Connected. thinking that. i wasn't yeah. thinking okay. along those lines all right, uh, all all right. right. <laughs> it is uh, two pros and a cup of joe fox sports radio i don't know why lee told me to say that uh, all right uh, coming up next here we are going to have Sorry. another edition of the bq news it's yours here on fsr be sure to catch live editions of two pros and a cup of joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox, weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. 
Hey, this is Jason McIntyre. Join me every weekday morning on my podcast, Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. This isn't your typical sports pod pushing the same tired narratives down your throat every day. Straight Fire gives you honest opinions on all the biggest sports headlines, accurate stats to help you win big at the sports book, and all the best guests. Do yourself a favor and listen to Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you missed any of this show, you can check out the podcast at foxsportsradio.com. It'll be up shortly after we go off the air. We will be back on the air 6 a.m. Eastern time, 3 o'clock Pacific tomorrow here on FSR. So get ready for the uh, the two-week buildup of uh, Super Bowl 56. So, I mean, uh, are you guys good with the, uh, the two weeks, or you think uh, we could just fire this bad boy up next Sunday and let's roll? How are we feeling? I, I, I don't mind the two-week buildup. I think the unfortunate thing is the Pro Bowls become an afterthought. Yeah, you know, I, I saw some of the some of the replacement players get named in it, and you're just going, "It ain't, it ain't what it used to be." I mean, Lavar will, will tell you that. You know, he he went to the Pro Bowls and all that, and it's just it's different. I think that the how it was viewed then compared to now, both as players who are playing in it, I think players around the league and just the outside looking at it, it's just. It's an entirely different deal. So it feels like it's a lot longer wait for the Super Bowl because of what's happened to the Pro Bowl. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's not – not too much there to argue he with. Left, uh, listen, he left uh, Hawaii. That's what happened. She it Honolulu, was really good over. in Hawaii. Yeah. But yeah, it just right. started becoming way too gimmicky. You know, I think that – it was more competitive. I mean, they were doing tug of wars at one point. It was what pretty. It was pretty competitive. I think people got got wind that maybe players stopped caring about the result of the game quite as much. I mean, it it meant more when like Corey Dillon. That was the first time I saw Corey Dillon in a game. You know, we we met up on on the sideline a couple of times, and it's like, man, that was an opportunity for me to gauge you know, certain things about myself. I wasn't taking plays off in the Pro Bowl. Like, I was out there playing for keeps. And and I was out there playing for keeps, one, because I wanted to, to keep growing the respect that I, I was gaining, my reputation. But, two, I wanted to win the vehicle. You know, I wanted, to, I wanted to get that ride at the end of the game. You get MVP, you get the whip. You know what I mean? I was trying to get that bad boy. <laughs> I wanted that pickup truck. You dig what I'm saying? Yeah. And it was a caddy, too. Um, well, listen, that, uh, you know, it's too bad. Now, Cats but, don't uh, really approach it that way anymore, though, you know? Yeah. It's um, two pros and a cup of joe here at Fox Sports Radio. Right now, it's time to finish up the show like we do every single day. It's called this. News. Turn on the news. Let's go to the news desk. What's the good news? Here's Brady Quinn. All right. What do we got? All right. So for today's, uh, I guess I'll, I'll phrase it this way. All right. Be careful who your friends are, all right? A woman is outraged that one of her friends of uh, 45 years is trying to charge her, all right, because she let her son go on vacation with them. She's trying to charge her 300 bucks because of the, you know, the, the stay in the hotel and all that. But here's the issue is the son was sharing a room with the family that she sent him with. Huh? So, dude, I mean, basically, it sounds like the, these family friends are in a bit of a feud now, and, and they're, the one family's kind of being cheap. I know they took the son on vacation and all that, but should they really be responsible for paying one night's, you know, at, at, at a hotel when he's sharing the room anyway? 
Is this like when um, uh, Geno Smith didn't pay Iken and Polly back for the plane tickets and then got his jaw broken? Oh, wow. that? Yeah. Like that was Hey, whatever a... happened to Iken and Polly Jonas? Why don't you tell that story? You know, I, mean, I mean, do you do you really want me to, or should I? Uh... Well, I mean, maybe someone was looking for a payment for a hotel stay in that situation. Yeah. Oh. Uh, Where did that incident occur? You know, it's a little uh, catfish issue for uh, old Iken and Polly. Uh, thought he was meeting up with a uh, nice young lady, and Yikes. then um, you know, you know, thought it was strange that when uh, he walked in the house all the lights were off and she was hiding under a bed sheet and, and then identified just, that that was a, a follically well, challenged person he just uh, all of a sudden uh, the phone lit up under the bed sheet and uh, he noticed facial hair and realized oops uh, you know Megan is Mike and uh, uh, and away yikes. we go there's uh, there's that uh, <laughs> Say it happens. You met Michelle was, yeah, was Michael. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> See, you know, it happens from Yikes. time to time. But uh, Eesh. And yeah. then what happened after that? Uh, I don't know. Oh. I don't want to talk about oh, okay. it. All right. <laughs> I did not stay for the ending. Uh, all right. I got these uh, burgers. <laughs> got these burgers. <laughs> all right. But that's beside the point. Right. Who's in the wrong here? Is the family being cheap, not wanting to pay the 300 bucks when their friends took their child with them on a vacation? I mean, you Or is the could, family that took the child being cheap? You could. Justify, we had your cat, your child in our care, and took care of their food and and transportation and all that stuff. I, I don't I, personally. If you're going to offer a service of taking care of a kid, don't don't circle back up and say this is what I need now that we've taken care of your kid. Yeah, I mean, settle up, give them half, give them one fifty, and say uh, you know, sorry for the mix up. I mean, personally, then, uh, I wouldn't give them S because if you weren't going, if you you let me know that on the front side, not on the back side. Or I would just tell them this. I say, you know what, you're right. I would pay them the three hundred dollars. And then I would instruct the kid that next time he's over there, steal something from inside the house worth That's more worth, than 300 yeah. bucks. Okay. Well, yeah. there you go. That's how you take care of it. <laughs> well, there you go. That's how you hey, handle things. Yeah. yeah. There's something wrong with you. All right. I'm just Little I'm Jonas move on is going to be Jonas an animal. <laughs> Little Jonas is going to be an animal. Just keep that in mind. Okay. Hey, have right. you guys ever done anything creative to get a job? Yes. Yeah. Hell yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Like what? Flew, uh, flew across the uh, country uh, with no money and dropped my resume off in person, uh, you know, at a, at a radio station. I danced and you couldn't fly back, could you? Uh, no, I, I did. I, I just couldn't, uh, you know, once I got back, there wasn't much left over. <laughs> you know, it's just uh, I had took everything I had. So, yeah, I had to do it. Um, yeah. All right. Well, this particular, this is maybe a lesson for people who are out there looking for a job. Um, there was a, uh, a mark. There was an opening in the marketing department, and uh, the, a man was looking to apply. But how he went about applying was he made flyers and he circulated them by putting them on every single person's car in the company parking lot. He actually got caught on their closed circuit television doing this, and they made the marketing manager aware of what he was doing. He was so impressed. He invited him to interview. And the guy eventually got the job. Good for him, so man. That? I mean, that's yeah. smart. That's smart. You're breaking the law, though. If you were on closed circuit and you were doing that, hey. don't don't break the law to to, to get the job. You know, so everybody's rolled through a stop sign. Let me, yeah. let me just, know, just hate on. I, that was so. just me making sure I hated on somebody who had success. Yeah, everybody <laughs> started the show with hate. You. I'm gonna finish it with How hate. How could you? <laughs> hate is great. <laughs> Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.